Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friend, and welcome back to Above Par. It's nice to have you here. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're in the United States. And we jump right into Christmas season. (laughs) My mind totally shifts. I am not a person who does all my shopping beforehand. I did that once when my kids were really little. I shopped like in uh, September or October, and I hid all the presents, and I forgot where I hid them, and I forgot what I bought, so I ended up buying two things of the same thing. I was like, this system did not work for me. I felt so good about being done ahead of time, but I forgot where I put all the all the gifts and the toys and I duplicated. And then, you know, I had three kids. I had to count, really. This is the way I did it. I had to count and make sure I gave them the same amount of gifts because we'd rotate opening presents. That's how we did it. So they would know if someone got an extra present. So much, so much involved in it. But anyway, I start my shopping now. But before I get started, I wanted to give a shout out to pickleball players. I have quite a following, from what I understand, of pickleball players, especially in West Virginia. And so I appreciate you listening to the podcast and using all the tools and tactics that you learn here and applying it to other areas of your life. I think that's awesome. And I hope it's up-leveling the way that you're playing or enjoying the game. I love pickleball. I just don't play it very much. But you know, this is the thing. You can apply all the tools that you learn in this podcast to anything. This is about how you manage your brain. And wherever you go, you take your brain. So if you can just think outside the box on some of the tools, change the noun golf and put something else in there, you'll be able to apply it to a lot of different areas of your life. So hello to all of my pickleball friends. Thank you for listening. And don't go anywhere because this will apply to you too. I want to talk to you today about what it takes to up-level your mental game or how you think in whatever you're doing, whatever sport you're playing, whether you're playing golf or pickleball. What does it take? What's actually involved in it? You know, when we talk about the mental game, so many people I think have different definitions of it. People think it's a strategy or something that they just need a they need a tool or a tactic or something that they have to do in their pre-shot routine to help them get over that shot at the moment. And I'm going to tell you, there is a component to that for sure. I think your pre-shot routine is very important. You can have some tools and tactics that will help you in different situations. I come at it from a little different standpoint. I like to teach you how to manage your whole brain so that whenever, whatever situation you're in, you can empower yourself to make the most of the moment. I went to sports psychologists when I was playing for a living, and they really just gave me one tactic for one area that I was struggling with, but I never got any help and a broader stroke on all the other different areas that when they came up, I wasn't as powerful or in control as I wanted to be. I coach you a little differently. I teach you the skill of managing your brain, and you go ahead in whatever situation you're in, you're empowered to be able to manage it. There really are two ways for you to know whether your mental game, how you're managing your thoughts are impacting your golf game. One is the differential between what you can do and what you can do on the golf course, right? I mean, if you can hit the shots on the range, but you can't do them on the golf course, that is definitely 
up in your brain. That is the way that you're thinking or how you're dealing with things so that you can't move your body the same way that you can on your range. For sure, I would call that your mental game. There is no really shot involved in that. You don't need to be in a certain situation. You don't need to be on a certain hole or finishing. This is you just not being able to take those swings out there because you're getting in your own way. And number two is how you feel. Like if you feel crappy after you play, if you feel crappy before you play or during, while you're playing, if you're not enjoying the game, if you're frustrated more than you're enjoying it, if you spend a extended period of time in a negative emotion, if golf is consuming your life, that's your mental game too. Because that stuff right there hangs out with you the whole time you're playing. What you make your results mean, how you're going to treat yourself at the end of your round, that affects every single shot that you have during a round. Right? So it's either how you're showing up out on the golf course, you're not taking the talent that you have out there, or it's how you feel. Really, everything that we do is based on how we want to feel. Everything that we do and we don't do is based on how we want to feel and everything, really. So knowing how to manage that part of it is huge for you enjoying the game. And when you enjoy the game more and you don't beat the crap out of yourself, (laughs) you perform better. So I consider that mental game as far as I'm concerned. But most of you feel out of control. You don't really know what to do. You know you feel crappy, but you don't know how to stop it. You know you can't take your talent out on the golf course, but you don't know what to do. Actually, well, you know what most people do is they go practice more. They go take more lessons. They fiddle with their swing. They buy different equipment. They work harder. We fill up that action line of just working harder, practicing more, trying harder, efforting more, thinking that's what's going to get us the results. It is kind of just a mentality that we have, especially if you played other sports, really, if you played another sport and excelled in it, all you did was just try harder, right? More effort, more muscle, more oomph, more grit, right? That was what was going to help us get through that moment and win and excel. A lot of times people in business, I'll just work harder, study more, longer hours. We come from that mentality that we have to just do more and that's how we get to the results. But it's always full of effort. And when it's full of effort, and it's not easy and it's hard, then the results become slow and hard and effortful, right? We want to make things easy and simple, right? That's what I'm all about. (laughs) Okay, I'm just gonna be honest. That's not really what I'm all about. It's what I try to be all about. That was my whole motto for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna make it simple. I'm gonna make it simple. (laughs) So let me give you four things that it's gonna take for you to up-level your mental game, up-level the way that you deal with your brain, your thoughts, and your emotions so that you can take your talent out on the golf course. Four things that are going to help you deal with all the emotions out on the golf course so that you can enjoy it more. It's less frustrating, less disappointing. We have less fears and anxiety, all those things. The first one is awareness. So many of us go through life really unaware of what we're thinking at any given moment. That also applies to the golf game, for sure. What happens is we let the primitive part of our brain, that habit part of our brain, take over and run the show. And we never question it. We never listen to it. We never pay attention to it. All right, I make the analogy like if you were in a bus... I call the thoughts and all that chatter that you have, that negative chatter that you have in your brain, all those voices that are telling you that you suck and that you shouldn't do it and you're going to fail. I call those hamster thoughts that are in the back of your brain. I call them hamster thoughts because I had a very scary hamster cage when I was a kid and there was a lot of crazy stuff going on in that hamster cage all different, all times. They multiplied like crazy and sometimes they were all sleeping. And this is kind of the thoughts that are in the back of our brains. Sometimes they're really noisy, like we shook a hamster cage and sometimes they're all sleeping, right? So days when they're all sleeping, 
those little voices in the back of our head that we feel like, oh, this is the day that I want over and over again. Things are so easy. I call those green light days for the most part, right? Everything's going really easy. And then we shake the cage. Something happens. There's a really narrow driving hole or we got a putt to win the match. We shake the cage. We shake all of those negative thoughts. Those hamsters come alive. And also we don't know what to do with all the chatter. A lot of times those thoughts put us into that fight or flight mode. That's where it really revs up all of our negative energy, where we lose focus. We can't really think very clearly because we don't have access to the front part of our brain. I've talked about these in other podcasts, but this is the analogy that I want to give you. Think about we're driving a bus. And if you want to drive a bus and you have a place, you put in your GPS where you want to go, you want to be the person, you being the front part of your brain where you're making good decisions and you're very clear and you're confident. You want to be in charge of the wheel of the bus. But what happens when we're not aware, we let the hamsters drive the bus, right? They're in the back of the bus and we want to keep them in the back of the bus and we want to be the person driving the bus. But what happens is that they take over. And if we are not aware, they're driving the bus and we don't know where the heck it's going. It's going to places that we wish it wasn't going to go. And sometimes those hamster thoughts take turns, right? You have the one that's the you suck bus. You're never going to excel at this hamster thought you're never going to win. You're a failure. You're not good enough. We let those drive the bus and they don't take us down the path where we want to go. We have to be onto that. That takes awareness. That takes you noticing that you got to keep flicking them to the back of the bus. (laughs) That's my visual. Literally, that is my visual. And sometimes you have to be open to the idea that you might have to flick them to the back of the bus multiple times in a round or a day. That's okay. That's what your brain is doing. The more you do it, the more you quiet those thoughts down, the more that they settle down in the back of the bus or you have more control of it. But the more you let those hamsters drive the bus, send you down paths that you don't want to go, the more that you have a mismanaged mind. It just takes you being aware and it takes you being onto your brain. So the first thing is it takes awareness. The second thing is how you deal with your emotions. Most of us were never taught on what to do with our emotions. We have them. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm the biggest stuffer of emotions you probably have ever met. This has been a big journey for me. I always shove my emotions to the side. But what happens is your emotions don't really go anywhere unless you allow them and process them. And what happens is since we're not very good at processing emotions, when they come up on the golf course, we become at the effect of them. We become at the effect of the frustration. We become at the effect of the anxiety and the nerves and the fear and the anger and the disappointment. When we learn how to allow and process and deal with our emotions as they come, not make them mean anything, not fear them for sure, then we become so much more empowered. We become so much more confident because when you're willing to experience any emotion, not make it mean anything, not beat yourself up, have your own back, then really you have that bring it on attitude. You're not really afraid to do anything. It's ultimately the greatest definition of confidence. So to up-level your mental game, you want to up-level the way you deal with your emotions, your understanding of your emotions, allowing your emotions, not avoiding them, not resisting them, not reacting to them, which is throwing clubs, yelling. That is step number two in up-leveling your mental game. Number three, it's a process. You want to be able to have a process with your mental game on what you're going to do. That includes evaluating how you did after the round, being more of a scientist versus a judge when it comes to your golf game. 
taking every opportunity to explore what you were thinking and then being intentional about what you want to think. That is also up-leveling your game. Just like you have a process when it comes to learning the game, you want to have a process when it comes to up-leveling your thinking. The way that you think right now is producing the results in your life right now. If you want different results, you have to up-level your thinking. And what happens is once we get to that new result, we sit there and we're like, yeah, we accomplished this goal for ourselves. And we sit there for a second. And because life is 50-50, we're like, I think I want to up-level again. And to up-level again, we have to keep up-leveling our mind and what we're thinking so that we can produce different results. So there needs to be a process if you want to keep growing. And number four is repetition. It's the repetition of your awareness. It's the repetition of processing emotions. It's the repetition of having intentionality in what you're thinking. You are not done. Your game is not done in evolving and your brain is not done in evolving. It's knowing that you want to keep repeating the process every day if you want to create better results for yourself, if you want to feel better on any given day, if you want to learn how to deal with all the negative emotions that you're experiencing and want to have your own back and build your confidence, you've got to be willing to keep repeating the process. So many people think that here's one thought, I'm done, I got it. It's like telling somebody, just tweak your grip a little bit. And then they think they can go win the open, right? It's not the way it works. It would be amazing if it was that easy, but we understand that we're constantly working against our brain, that negative part of your brain that is always chirping at you constantly, no matter where you go. You win the tournament and that was your goal. You're going to get there. You're still going to have that chatter in the back of your head. What are you going to do with it? You need a process. And you have to be willing to enjoy it. Like, oh, this is part of it. My brain's always going to chatter at me, but I have a process. Bring it on. I can do it. Let's go. Next level. So if you want to take your game to the next level, this is work that you can do in the off season. This is you training your brain, not training your golf brain. You don't need a golf course to do this. This is the work that you want to do in the off season. This is the work that you want to do every day. You do not want to wait to the day before a tournament to go through all these steps and up leveling your mental game. Your brain likes to conserve energy. It does not like to change. It does not want to think a new thought. And that takes effort and repetition for you to create a new thought. I want you to remember that your brain doesn't know that the thought you think is going to serve you well or serve you not so well. It just knows what you say the most. It just knows what you put enough emotion behind so that it will store it and put it on autopilot. That's it. So pick some things, then put some emotion behind it and decide what you want to think. What kind of golfer do you want to be when the season hits in 2022? How do you want to show up? Who do you have to stop being right now to be that version of yourself or stop thinking or stop believing? That's your work to do in the off season. You want to quiet those negative thoughts, build up those empowering thoughts, have control over how you're processing your emotions, have a process in place and repeat it. So by the time the season hits in 2022, you are ready to go. And this is the other thing I want to tell you. This is applicable to every single part of your life. When you learn the skill of up-leveling your mental game, you're learning the skill of up-leveling the way that you think and the results that you create and what you deal with your emotions. Every other area of your life up-levels with it. This is the best work. If you're interested in working on your brain in the off-season, if you're interested in up-leveling your mental game, there's three ways you can work with me. You can join Master Your Golf Brain, which is a self-paced program. If that's you, if you're a self-starter, that's a perfect place for you. If you want some more support and some interaction, Then there's the off-season mental boot camp. That's a live group workshop series every week. 
You work through the process live with me. You can ask questions and have the support. The other way to do it is one-to-one or in a small group. Share the time, bring some teammates, some friends, family, and just head to kathyhartwood.com and you'll find all the information there. All right, my friends, winter is coming. There's work to be done. Let's get ready for the season in 2022. I'll talk to you next week.